Well, if you're listening to this, we've survived another week nuclear war free. You're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast number 269 for the week of Wednesday the 17th of April 2017. I'm Eddie. And I'm Scott. This episode is brought to you by David Boy's Toys and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight, our Toys of the Week are the latest wave of the DC Collectibles DC Icons action figures. Hello there. How are you doing, Mr. Scotty? I'm good. How are you? We were both waiting for the other one to start. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am I am absolutely fantastic. Can I tell you a story of great customer service that I had? Absolutely. We don't hear those very often. Yeah. I. This is why I'm so happy to tell. I went to a Zing store tonight. Um, it was the one in Melbourne Central, and I'd seen that the new Wonder Woman movie figures someone had found in a Zing store and I had the uh, girl in the store ask me, uh, you know, if there was anything I was looking for. I was like, actually, yes, I've come in looking for these. And she was like, oh, I'm excited for them myself, but I haven't uh, seen it yet. But uh, we can look it up in the system and I can take your name down when we get it in. I can give you a call. So she was trying to look them up in the system, wasn't able to find it. So one of the uh, guys behind the counter came over and started helping her and they were bantering uh, back and forth and seeing if they could find it. Then he found something that led her to have an idea and then they checked that and they actually found it and realized it was in a box out the back. So then even though it was closing time, they waited around a bit just to dig through the boxes and Aww. actually found uh, the figures for me. Uh, so I was very touched, but uh, not only because I got what I went in there looking for um but i was just actually really impressed that people were going the extra mile and as a team like you always hear these sort of corporate retreats in that where they talk about teamwork but these guys were jumping back and forth uh throwing uh ideas around to each other and kind of getting into it and being very pleasant with chatter along the way so i want to do a big uh, shout out to Joel and Ashley at uh, Zing there in Melbourne Central, and I actually found out uh, Joel actually follows us in just conversation and that there. Aww. So, hi uh, Joel. Yeah, how are we doing, guys? Big uh, shout out, and particularly if any of their managers or bosses are listening to this, you should give them big Christmas bonuses this year because they were fantastic. Outstanding. Yeah, yeah I, I have to say that I really. Uh, like shopping at Zing, who presently are not sponsors of the FV podcast, but yeah, uh, you know, you, you, you never know. Hello, um, <clears throat> because uh, I find the staff super friendly and helpful, um, and uh, yeah, it's and and if they don't, like you said, if they don't uh, know what you're talking about or not sure, always happy to help you um, try and locate it or order it in. So um, good stuff. 
Well, well, I, yeah, look, I need to report that I, I don't know how much longer, like, I'm going to be around, okay, because, um, you know those, uh, video, like, those kind of movies where, you know, like, someone starts playing a video game, and they're really good at it, and then it turns out that it's actually, like, a recruiting thing for either, like, you know, the government or an alien race or something. Yep. Like, yeah, like I've got this app at the moment that I, it, with this game that I am just like prodigiously good at. And I feel like if it is like some sort of recruiting thing that surely I am doing so well that I'm going to get called up soon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Snake. So, it's snake, isn't it? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's called Block Hexa. And it's just like yeah. this, you know, geometrical thing where you get all these shapes and you got to fit them into a pattern. And it keeps, like, it, maybe it's just ridiculously easy. I don't know. But I just, I'm good at it, man. <laughs> it's like so. one of the ones to entertain babies on an aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> square goes in square. Yeah. <laughs> You're not helping. Yeah. I'm <clears throat> this not. This is exciting. This could be, you know, I'm finally good, good at something. You, you could be the world's champion uh yeah, have, well, I, does it, do you have the ability to do global ranking uh i don't know um i have i have a trivia game that i play um regularly because they have all these different categories and you can create your own categories and then it, when you get to like you know the top 10 in your country it tells you or in the world whatever and because it isn't super used in australia like i'm number one in australia in about seven different categories it's very exciting um yeah it's that's called quiz up by the way um yeah. that's a, a really fun thing but don't play any of my games because i'm first in australia um but yeah <laughs> they are a challenge for people to go out there and <laughs> yeah, that's right take them. well my, my eldest one one of the categories my eldest and i keep um you know taking turns beating the other one and then sending the screenshot saying you're the best in australia Blah blah blah. It's like ha ha, because it's only the two of us playing. I think. <laughs> yeah. Two number one quiz champions in the one household. That's yeah, a reality well, that, show. Right. This is what happens, like you know, when you've got teenagers. Is then you discover all these. Like, oh, what are you playing? Oh, yeah. I'll get that too. Yeah. <laughs> Except they get really cranky when you end up better at it than them. I did break down recently and buy myself a Nintendo Switch. Oh. And it's incredible the uh zelda game on it is just absorbing any free time that i have and the problem with the switch is it's both a console and it's portable so you can Mm. take the middle section of the console out and it's like a little ipad that you can then take the game that you're playing with you around and then once you're back in the tv room you can put it back in and it just joins right up with the tv again and it's just got weird things in it so there's a um you know you get the controllers where if you get hit in the game, it shakes. Yeah. And it's got like a bit of a rumble. This has like HD rumble features. So there's like a mini game where you um, are trying to guess how many balls are in a box and you just move the controller around and it feels like there's little ball bearings in the controller rolling around in it, wow. which they aren't. But it's just the um, setup in there. And there's this little app game they've made for it called Snipper Clips. 
which is just the most addictive, brilliant game ever. And if you haven't heard it or seen it, I definitely recommend YouTube snippet clips and you'll be wanting to buy a Switch just to play this game. It's just the most ingenious geography sort of shape game uh, that I've come across where you're like two little characters. It needs two players and you just run around. You can actually cut shapes into one another and you need to sort of cut shapes to solve puzzles and and do all this stuff and it's just it's brilliant it's really a really clever sort of it'd be great game for like team bonding weekends and things like that because you just end up yelling at each other on the couch i'm sure people think something horrible is <laughs> going on in my house if my neighbors are listening going, you gotta cut me cut me and turn you just gotta yeah take a bit off my bottom just just take a bit off my bottom there and we'll get <laughs> i love it that is yeah. so funny. <laughs> well, we have got new toys. Yeah. It's very exciting. One um, of our we, favorite brands too. Well, yes, one of our favorite brands for sure. And we will, might just take a little break and we'll come back and we will uh, review the latest wave of the DC Collectibles DC Icons. Yay. <laughs> Coming from the farthest reaches of the universe to challenge the worst villains on Earth are the most powerful heroes ever in the Battle of the Superpowers Collection. Can it be the Supermobile on the attack? The Lexor 7 armed with kryptonite? Will the Supermobile repel those deadly rays? You bet. Ready for battle. Activate Ram. New from Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Vehicles and figures with power action, each sold separately. Flying lessons for Penguin. Fish bait for Luther. Can the Supermobile defeat the Lexor 7? You decide. Well, if you are a regular listener, then you would know that Eddie and I have been very keen on the DC Icons series from DC Collectibles. We have been reviewing them as they have come out. Uh, We were just discussing in the break um, that whether or not there are actually waves of these figures or not, because they seem to have a bit of a different sort of release cycle. But the latest releases um, are here on our desks in front of us. And just to be clear... We are talking about Static, Wonder Woman, Deathstroke, Cyborg, and Swamp Thing. And Eddie, uh, first off, Mm. just a bit of a recap. Why do you like these? Why are you enjoying collecting them? I didn't want to like these. If you go back and listen to old episodes, I'm sure I talked about how um, I wasn't super excited for this line because it was going to be a different scale to what I'd collected before. And I just really wasn't looking to get into a line at that time, but I'd sort of just started collecting some figure arts and they reminded me of figure arts. So I thought, Oh, you know, I'll just, I'll get the Batman and see how that goes. And once I had him in hand and sort of played around with him and saw sort of the nice detail that they had and the swappable parts. And then I started to pick up the rest of the wave and then I got the next wave and then the one or two I hadn't picked up, which I went back and picked up. And before I knew it, I was all in uh, on the line, but I guess it just goes to my love of things like uh, DC classics and Marvel legends where I love, that they get into a lot of different characters and it sort of builds a nice busy shelf and uh, always interested to see what they're going to be doing and how they're going to handle uh, certain pieces. And I love that they do seem to be influenced by some of the higher end Japanese figures here 
uh, in what they're trying to do as well and bring that to some Western characters. So uh, this line went from one that I was actively looking to avoid to uh, being one that I've fallen very much in love with. So yeah, uh, I, I, I can't it, it was a hard to decision it. to commit to it only because it is that different scale. And I, I do wonder how that is going to play out for DC collectibles in the long term. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but, you know, I, I'm the same in that I picked up the Batman because I thought that looked like a great figure and I thought it would give me an idea of whether I um, wanted more or not. And it is, you know, they're well, well crafted figures um, the, their accessories are usually um, really exciting, um, and it's been a fun thing to collect. So um, where should we start in terms of breaking down these? I've figures? put them in our notes in the sort of number order that DC okay. seems to assign them on the uh, side package. So that would mean first up is Virgil Hawkins, uh, Mr. Static. Mr. Static. Now, yeah. <clears throat> um, one thing, when I chatted to Joe Manor last week and he was mentioning that DC Collectibles has been quite good about giving box credit to sculptures, so I want to make sure that we mention yes. the sculptures here because there's actually different sculptures for each one of these figures. And this is one that the one person in this lot that I have personally have not heard of before. Um, so these are all based on um, Ivan Rice designs, um, but this one is sculpted by Amos Hensley. Um, so I have to say I'm not personally familiar with his work, but uh, welcome, Amos. Yeah. Uh, and I believe it's, uh, to be nerdy, uh, Von Heisch is the pronunciation of Ivan Rice. Oh, Va Von Heisch. Yeah. I thought well, you were saying that that was the pronunciation of Amos Hensley, and I'm like, no, 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 no. It's, um, <laughs> I, I always get it, but... Um, Ivan Heish has like a completely different oh, pronunciation Heish. to the way Got you would it. normally read uh, his it. name. But I had a wonderful talk with him at a convention uh, once years ago, and he did me a fantastic deal on uh, some original art. So uh, I, 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 I do want to <laughs> I, I can't even say that we're going to get his name right, but um, I, I, I do want to give a special shout out for him. He's a fantastic artist. Yeah, uh, we're going to try. Yeah. 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 So, Static. Static. I was very happy to see this guy getting some love. There really hasn't been much love uh, for Milestone. Um, I only had a handful of Milestone comics as a kid that sort of came in show bags. They really didn't hit the newsstand here. But I did have quite a few Statics. Uh, and this is very much his 90s uh, original costume here, where it's just sort of the uh, electric... Uh, lightning bolt leotard and the baseball cap with the X on. And he comes with his uh, Dakota City uh, sewer lid uh, that he flew around on. So I, I, I was very happy to see this. This figure was very nostalgic for me. Okay. Uh, you just answered a question for me, which was the uh, relevance of the, the sewer lid, because I'm not super familiar with the character. Um, but that's really cool. Hmm. So, he's, yeah, sort of used his electric powers to send sewer lids flying and used it as a flight uh, disc. Okay, so if he was a legionary, it would have been called Sewer Lad. Yeah. Yeah, or Sewer Disc Levitating Lad. Yeah. Something. Um, 
So this guy is a good uh, way to look at, you know, there, there isn't a, a real buck per se for the icons um, because they are all individual sculpts, um, but it's a good way to really see the articulation um, that's standard because most of the work here is done by paint. There's not a lot of extra sculpting besides his little amulets. Um, and uh, that I think it really shows off one of the reasons why I like this line is that um, the articulation is such that they are really poseable. You can do a lot with them. Um, I love the touch of the sewer um, cover and the little electricity stand um, being a stand that you know he can rest on, although the foot peg doesn't really... Yeah, I have had to play around a little bit with my stand. I do find that the foot peg for me works really good with his left foot, but not his right. Okay. Um, it's, it's a lot more firmer in, whereas the right is rather loose. But then I need to be careful in how I balance it on the electricity. Uh, he can only be have his feet in the upper body. Not doesn't seem to mind too much, but the feet need to sort of be in certain spots to bear the waist onto the three electrical points that uh, hold him down there. So he, he requires a little bit of playing around to get him to stand properly on the stand. And this guy comes with a swap out head so you can have him with the baseball cap or without. Yep. I've and he is, um, for those that are unfamiliar with him, he is a teenager. He's sort of like the, Dakotaverse version of Spider-Man, so that's uh, why he's slightly smaller than a lot of the icon figures. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, the one thing that he doesn't come with, which I wish that he did, hands? Uh, was yeah, some Hand. hands, because uh, this, this has been a little bit of a pet peeve of mine recently with different properties um, giving us just fists for characters that have, you know, kind of electrical powers or you know, things where an extended hand would be really helpful for posing. Yeah. Um, the two fists, I think, you know, if, if we had to just have one pair of hands, I would have much rather had, you know, action hands than fists for this guy because it's just awkward looking, I think. Mm. I actually, it, now people who read the full run might be able to tell me more, but I actually don't remember him really without the baseball cap too often. So I would have, me myself gladly foregone the extra head in favor of getting extra hands for him yeah. with you know the electric hands. blast or outreached um on that side yes yeah agree agree um but i think this is the first uh character oh no that's not true i was going to say the first um character that is a first time figure but we had atomica um who had never had a figure mm -hmm. before um so but it is you know, obviously, when you're doing these sort of universe-building lines, one of the reasons um, that you know we lack the idea of it is in hopes of getting new figures, um, you know, new characters that haven't had a figure before, and so it's nice to have one. I spent that whole time trying to get his left foot onto that disc, and it is just not happening. Not uh, or, well, you know, what I find is like, okay, I can get it on, but then by the time I you know, get him able to stand on it and then try and get him on the electricity, it's off again. Yeah. That's annoying. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, a little bit of a theme 
um, with these figures. <laughs> I, I, I think I know which one you're referring to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. okay, so next then is Swamp Thing. Mm. Um, and this is sculpted by Eric Sosa. Um, beautifully done. The head sculpt is brilliant. Um, the what do you think of this the the kind of size i i do like his height i i think that's cuz this is meant to be based off the dark genesis which is the first sort of era of swamp thing um so he wasn't super like hulking massive um at that time uh so having him just sort of about a foot or two above the rest uh is fine with but his arms are a little bit lanky uh, for my liking. I think that's where I think the actual legs are kind of in proportion, um, but they do contrast with his sort of thin arms. Yeah, th- there's something a little bit um, in the proportions that I can't quite put my head on, but it is, yeah. I, I was wondering if actually the legs were a little bit too long. Um, because the, or maybe the arms not quite bulky enough. I'm not sure. I I think it's probably one or the other. Like maybe if you thinned and shortened the legs a little bit, it would make the arms look better or sort of vice versa on that run. But they do, I think individually they're fine. But once you've connected the figure together, they do contrast a little bit, uh, there. Mm. Really, really nice. Um, job on the uh paint um mm. i think because it's a, <clears throat> a, 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 a i think it's a wash um th- there's definitely i'm not sure what i think you've got a, a bunch of different things going on here i think you have overlays and washes and all that sort of just multiple layers of different greens uh just completely over him mm. Because really um, the only other character is his eyes. You've got sort of the yellow and red um, in there and pretty much everything else on him is a different shade of green. It's really nicely done and the, there's a texture to it as well. So it's got that kind of organic feel to mm. it. Um, you know, like it's uh, not as um, – that that you know, there are other Swamp Thing figures that have got more – uh detail in them in terms of texture um but this you know probably for what they were working with i think they've actually done a good job of mm. doing that i just yeah i would have to say that the there's something in the proportion that doesn't quite work for me um and he definitely has like um it definitely does invoke that sort of old school swamp thing um mm-hmm. in the colors and choices there uh, and he also has, he's kind of a two-pack because you also get uh, Cranius, the unman, mm-hmm. as well, who's a very disturbing creature who's kind of a head and sack of guts on top of a single hand. Uh, it's kind of like if you picture a thing from the Adams family yeah. or a face. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the one, but uh, nice little... Uh, accessory and uh, character to include for a guy that really generally doesn't carry weapons or do too no, much. No, but he's got swap out hands. 
He does. The things that he doesn't carry. He does. <laughs> so you got the classic fists and then you've got the more relaxed hands, which I, I've gone with because I, I don't really see Swamp Thing making a fist too often. No, I know. Yeah. He's more, yeah. I mean, I, 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 when I look at the, um, I'm looking at Google Images for Dark Genesis and um, I think, you know, that's where I, I think maybe the arms are not bulky enough. Um, that because he's got a bit of a thicker neck or you know, something, and then I can see his hands in that kind of you know, that's really good for radio, isn't it? That, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, just graspy sort of thing, which you can kind of do with these hands that he's given. I just want more meat on the arms, I think. Um, mm. but beautiful, be- like beautifully sculpted by Eric Sosa. Really, he, really, really nice. He's actually a really great figure, I find, to sort of put a little bit in the shadows and just watch mm. sort of the light creep in, particularly on that face sculpt, just let sort of the light dangle down on him and the different effects you get in the eyes just stand out so prominent through um, sort of the sunken eyes. I just love that head sculpt. It's just amazing. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else for Swamp Thing? No, I think we've covered him. He doesn't come with too much. Or... Okay. So. Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman! <sighs> so this is the new 52 uh, version of Wonder Woman. Uh, so this is a lot more silver than gold on her outfit. A lot more silver than gold. Yeah. Um. So this, to me, gets an absolute A-plus for prettiness. Because mm-hmm. um, it's really nicely done, beautiful head sculpts, lovely hair, everything, but not an A for playability. <laughs> because um, if you thought that trying to get swamp uh, static on his base was frustrating, holy dooly. Yeah. So yeah. I actually have taken her apart a little bit. Um, so for those wondering, she has a lot of different straps and things on her. She has a strap belt, uh, for a sword to go in a little hook for her lasso. She has straps around her shoulders that you can plug the uh, shield into and she can carry on her back or there's straps on her forearm that you can plug the shield into. So she's, uh, carrying on her arm and it just makes her a very, fiddly figure there's just lots of different straps coming off her that easily move around as you move her articulation i have found this a very frustrating uh thing i i think that the plug-in thing for the shield is a really impractical thing that i cannot get working well either on her back or on her arm um i just cannot get a kind of like if I could get it to stick on properly and not pop off when it gets breathed on on either place, then I would happily leave it there. Um, I would rather have it on her arm, um, but I have many complaints here. I have to say, um, and this is beautifully sculpted by Sam Greenwell. Um, yep. I'm not not sure where the blame for some of the issues lie. Um, I just I think the design idea of Hey, let's have this weird plug thing um, for the shield is uh, just fiddly and annoying and doesn't really work. Um, 
you know, the when I saw the shield, I was like, great. Oh, there's no little claspy thing on the, oh, oh, is that what you meant to do? Like, it's just bizarre. And I also find that the hilt of the sword is a little bit too skinny for her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, so it doesn't kind of just sit nicely in there. I don't know if you have experienced the same. No, I, I do. Cause there's, she's got a little bit of a bauble weight, uh, on the bottom of the hilt and that tends to, um, because it's not actually weighted, uh, fling up. So she's often just holding it between yeah. the index and thumb as the yeah. sword, yeah, uh, so balances really, out. Just had that. Yeah. She can't hold the sword, uh, nicely for kind of really nice possibility. Um, and what's the other thing? Uh, the lasso. Oh, and then the lasso. So the, she's got comes with two lassos. One that one that's kind of you know posed in a position where she could be like throwing it, and then one that's to hang on her belt. Awesome, but it will not stay on the belt. Um, I feel like whoever created and designed these should be sentenced to having to try and actually play with it for an hour. Um, <laughs> and see how many times the different bits and pieces fall on the floor like the lasso just did here without swearing. <laughs> <sighs> so, beautiful. And, like, you know you know me, like, all I want is... I, I don't need to play with this. All I want is to find a pose that I can happily pose her in where, you know, she can hold her gear and stand up properly and not have things fall off, and it's near impossible. Not having yeah. a chance. Now, that's where taking all the pieces off her, um, except for her brown belt around the middle, because that's near impossible to get off as far as I can tell without breaking the figure. Um, I do find her much more pleasant that way, so I don't use the shield and the straps and uh, that at all. I find her head sets a lot better when she's not using the shield on her back or has uh, the straps on her shoulders as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I do really like the actual sculpt of the figure and um, I do like her posability seems to work really well. And it's going to sound very crass and I don't mean it this way, but the sculpting on her buttock cheeks. Um, so as you're sort of like kicking the legs forwards and that, she's got sort of a nice roundness there on the bottom you with pervert. the articulation. That, I know. There's, there's no that. way without, without explaining this, but atomically it does look correct there as she's sort of kicking out from her uh, skirt, but it goes away when you move the leg back and through. There's just something about that that I think is a good uh, piece of articulation uh, there on how the legs sort of match up with her uh, skirt there at the top of the thigh. Oh, the other annoying thing about mine is that her head keeps popping off. Oh, I haven't had that with mine. (laughs) Okay, I just happened to get more light. Once in tight. Okay, I've just uh, followed your advice and gotten rid of the shoulder straps and the wrist straps, which then means goodbye shield, which is kind of annoying because I like the shield. Well, the bits that are there. Um, so I would have used the shield. Uh, but now I'll go with the sword. Look, it's be- It's it's really beautiful. Um, it just doesn't pass the play test, um, which... It is an action figure, right? So yeah, I, I think that the more that you want to try and pose this and really work the different accessories and things, the more frustrating that you might find it. 
Because like it, being being able to hold a sword nicely to me is just a basic. That should not be. Yeah. Um. You know, th- there's no excuse for that, and and it's not. You know, her the 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 sword hand. Like I've tried. You know, molding the fingers around it, but it's just it's just not uh, designed particularly. And well, particularly like. Strange. This this is a brand new sculpt, so that hand is yeah. designed for that sword. It's not like it's picked a sword up from somewhere else and a hand from somewhere else, and it's a kit bash figure. It's these were it should have been all designed together to go together. Head sculpt's beautiful. The hair is beautiful, and uh, it's nice and uh, very um, movable, so that you can fit the uh, shield in behind it. Not that it will stay there. Um, the paint's lovely. Um, you know, it is a really, really nice piece. I'm enjoying it more now that I've yeah. taken those straps off. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, but now I'm just super annoyed by this sword. Not. Oh, there you go. Okay. This this figure has gotten me very excited for the sort of uh, more classic coloured version that's coming in the Justice League box set. Uh, at least I can but, say. But that box set, I think, is not the same scale. Isn't Have you it? seen it? No, I've seen it. No. Yeah, and it looks like they're slightly bigger. Oh, no, they're doing a bombshells on me. I, I don't know. Could be wrong. I Could thought they were icons. Well, me too. Um, yeah, okay. But I, I saw it and thought, oh, that looks like a different size. Okay, I've got her pose now. Oh, except, nope, the lasso's not a bloody hell. <laughs> it just, like, this is what my whole, like, afternoon has been like. Just trying to photograph these things I was like, oh, there you go. Okay, now I'm never moving her again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough about her. Let's move on to Cyborg, I believe. Yes, is the deluxe figure. Big stone. Now, um, this was the guy I thought you were talking about when you were saying uh, getting him posed is a bit of an issue. Uh, oh, because. Yeah. He comes with a few different accessories, uh, one of which being a giant piece of machinery with all tubes uh, that you can plug into it that plug into uh, different arm attachments for him. And I cannot get this to work properly. <laughs> so I um, you know, follow my thing because one of the things that I really like about the icons is that the packaging is relatively quote-to-friendly. You can... Um, you know, keep it. So I, I'm keeping all of the packaging for this. I am displaying these, but I have not taken out the bits of this that I don't plan to display. Um, and so I did actually have a thought that I might like the the arm that's the all kind of mechanical arm on the right hand side. Um, mm-hmm. but I could not, for the life of me, actually get the uh standard right shoulder out okay. and so I was like, yeah i couldn't get it out so that blow that so i just went for the white sound attachment on the left um and i've got the little setup uh done like you know the, his little prop thing but i don't think i've got are, are the bits that it would attach into on the extra pieces or are they where, where uh, so the all mechanical arm has two attachment plugs uh, for the thin uh, wire pieces to go into his sort of backup generator and then the um, left-handed arm attachment 
Uh, it sounds like the one you're using has the plug for the thick cord uh, to go into the generator. Ah, where is that? Where's the plug? Is it on the... Uh, oh, yeah. Okay, hold on. Yeah. But how how would that actually work, though? Because the... Ah, oh, except it doesn't... Yeah, this this is what I mean. Like, it's the cord isn't really long enough or bendable enough to... <laughs> To, to hold, and so the generator's either coming off the ground or you got to sort of <laughs> squat him down so that sits flat, and even then the plug still kind of wants to come out. So it's it's a very weird... Like, I actually have a bit of a theory that this was meant to be an electronic figure, and maybe this generator was going to be sort of your battery piece and you would run a wire into the attachment and sort of almost looks like there would have been a button on the top or the side that you'd press and it would light up the attachments because the all-mechanical arm actually has reduced articulation on it as well. Uh, so it could have actually had pieces uh, in there. Um, but it's, uh, was, uh, if it was, it's, it's been removed now and it's just figure attachment pieces. But it's just sort of a weird, weird idea I, i've just put attachments on the arm but haven't connected the cords at all yeah uh, so this is a deluxe figure which means it costs more um and i, I we i remember we did chat about this in the week that we were kind of like i wonder why but when i looked at the uh pieces while it's you know there are other icons that come with a similar number of pieces there's a lot of tooling um, mm. on these attachments and things. And I have to say, I really like this figure. I'm actually quite taken with it um, in that, in terms of being a really good cyborg figure. Um, it's There's a lot of, uh, even just with the pieces that I've chosen, you know, the posability of it, um, it's super fun. And I quite even though the prop I don't think is very practical in terms of really using it and certainly now that i understand what that cord's for that's just ridiculous because that doesn't really oh maybe it's bendy maybe you've got to bend it i've tried bending it but it doesn't seem to like it almost seems like it would have a wire in it or something but it doesn't really seem to hold its shape as i bend it yeah um but uh, look i think this uh this is sculpted by paul harding um, and r just beautifully, beautifully done. And I bet he had a mm. ball. Oh, actually, I've got it in now, and it doesn't kind of look quite. It, oh, what's the point? Come on, he's not. Mm. They're turning him into a Borg, basically. Yeah. Right. It's a weird. um. Yeah, yeah. The actual main figure sculpt is uh, brilliant. And one thing I, it's actually across all this wave, but I particularly note it on Cyborg is that the uh, upper body articulation uh, piece, sort of the just um, upper body swivel uh, seems to have a lot more room to move than it has had on some of the earlier icons huh. and get a much yeah. better range of um, articulation up there, which is fantastic. Yeah. This is just a really, really fun figure. Like the sculpting, uh, the detail paint job is beautiful. And um, th there's a lot that you can do with this, particularly with the, the attachments and things. Um, and I, if I, was super keen to use them all. I would have had a stronger go at pulling out the right arm, but because I wasn't going to display it that way, that's why I just thought, oh, I'll just leave it. Um, but that all metal arm looks really groovy. 
The um, and this is another one where it's just an absolutely brilliant head sculpt. Like the head sculpts in this line are just out of the park. Good. He's just, oh, love it, love, love it. it, love it, love it. Yep. Um, and speaking of love it, yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah. Joe Manor, our friend. Ah, oh, um, there we are, friend of the yeah. show. Yeah, yeah, and friend of the show. He has uh, done wonderful work here. Oh my goodness, this is just—I don't even know where to to start. It is, um, I think, everything that you could want in a Deathstroke figure, really. So much so, I want to point out the sword is mm. the sword from the comics. Like that's the Deathstroke sword that a lot of people miss he's come with a lot of different swords and different action figures over the years this is the classic deathstroke sword that um can be easily missed but obviously the attention's been paid there which is absolutely brilliant and that sums up the whole figure for me is there's just looks simple in a lot of ways but all the attention to detail is there it is uh, like it's beautiful. I, I, I'm glad that you mentioned that because that's something that I noticed right away too. Was that you know this sword is the kind of uh, um, New Teen Titans uh, Judas Contract um, sword. Um, the the detail uh, level of detail in the the sculpting um, and paint is just amazing. Um, right down to uh, the fact that his left eye is visible um, mm. through because you know now it's always just white and well not always but usually yep. with figures and things and so much so that when I first looked at it I was like oh is that and then I'm like oh no that's correct that's how he was shown and yep. um, you know it's a it, it's a really really stunning piece. I do like he hasn't been afraid to go with the classic Deathstroke like it would be very easy to modern up parts of him but Mm -hmm. this is straight off the page 80s marv wolfman deathstroke and he's just uh, i I think he's going to be the standout of these releases he he already seems to be the hardest one to find and it seems to be the one that everyone wants and for value for money i don't blame it because he comes with a ton of accessories absolutely so he's as well as the sword which has got uh, a hilt um that that no, what's the a scabbard? Sorry, that yep. um, that sticks into the back of the figure and it's removable from the scabbard. Um, he has got his staff, which comes apart into two pieces. Oh, does it? I didn't know this. Yeah. <gasps> it does. <laughs> oh no, three pieces. What? No yeah. way. Where? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, this is so awesome! Yeah, uh, oh my, that's yeah, <laughs> that, that, that's great. We both that's taught great. each other. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Um, he I'm comes checking with, it to see if it's four now. Yeah, no, he, he comes with uh, his revolver, which um, there is a holster for, but it doesn't fit perfectly. So I'm worried uh, hmm. that it could be pre-lost. Um, I've dropped that revolver. So many times already, just moving them around, it pops out of the holster. Um, he has got, you know, his belt with all, like they're not removable, but with his 
little grenades and pouches and everything. It's just, oh my goodness, I could geek out on this forever. Yeah, he's got his pirate booties on, as uh, Ben will be happy to hear. <laughs> and, oh, we forgot, he's uh, comes with two heads. So you've got oh, yeah. uh, the classic masks version, and you've got the uh, classic old man, uh, Slade Wilson, uh, with nice eye patch and some really great paint detail on uh, his hair and sort of a different... Uh, there's even like a little bit of a brown wash over the eye patch, which is quite nice uh, in there. But yeah, really. Oh, and, and a, a big mama gun as well. Oh, yes. He's got like a sort of sci-fi 80s art machine gun. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to assume this is not a, a real gun uh, out there, but it's a comic book design. A comic book gun, yeah. Yeah. I left that one in the packaging because I'm not going to display it. I'm displaying with the him holding the staff and the... Uh, sword and the revolver as onboard tools. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, Joe Mena, for what to me is definitely the pick of the wave. If it is a wave. Yeah. I think that <laughs> it's it's definitely going to be uh, up there in the, the icons that are out uh, at the moment. And even that oh. have come out in the entire uh, run, he'd probably be at least oh, in the top five, if not. Oh, absolutely. I there, but uh, even though I think we've had a few nitpicks this wave, but I still think on the whole, um, each of them we've had some very good positives as well. Oh, absolutely. Uh, coming through on all these figures. And look, they're ambitious toys. Like the you know some of the nitpicks, um, like with Wonder Woman in particular, um, is like they they actually have tried to do a lot. Um, mm. And so it's more about the execution of that, but full points for trying to deliver it. Um, and the, you know, the accessories, which obviously your mileage is going to vary with anyway. Um, and I have low accessory tolerance, so um, don't take my word for it. Um, but yeah, no, they're ambitious toys. And that's the, um, and I, I think that, you know, they've given themselves license, the whole icons idea of, you know, let's take let's reference a particular storyline, and then really pay homage to it. Um, oh, that bloody revolver! Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, great fun. Um, interesting to see what the future holds because they have actually cancelled a few of these. That a few upcoming mm. ones they've announced that at the moment at least are not going ahead. Um, that kind of next group of Shazam, Sinestro. Uh, Deadshot, um, and also very sadly the Blue Beetle and um, Booster Gold two pack that I was really looking oh I to. didn't realize that was cancelled yes um, oh. and I believe Etrigan as well um, yeah but they have said that they are going to look for other opportunities to get them out there so it's not yeah. dead by any means it's um, but... um, interesting because I do know they have cancelled a few of their movie premium figures as well. Yeah. Uh, so that, yeah. that's a bit uh, worrying on the DC collectibles end. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's also a bit of a message to to collectors that with these, uh, um, like with DC collectibles, you know, their uh, market is chiefly, obviously, you know, your online retailers, but then also your um, local comic shops, and um, so they are measuring 
some of this based on level of retailer mm. interest and pre-orders. And so it is a, and I suppose that with more accessibility to a lot of these things, um, we're probably, I know I am pre-ordering a lot less than I used to because I know that I can get, um, you know, stuff where I, where, you know, in, in a number of different places, but pre-ordering, if you are sure you want something is important because it is a way of letting, you know, your, um, uh, your local retailer know that they can be confident that they have a sale and therefore pre-order, you know, with confidence. Um, same mm. goes for comics as well. You know, it's a real, uh, definitely, you know, it's, um, hugely important. Um, you know, if you then, you know, rock up to your local comic shop and go, Oh, don't you have blah? Or, you know, that goes for toys and, um, comics because obviously their bottom line is important and they have got less ability to pre-order in things on spec. So if they, you know, don't have indications that something is going to be a big seller or be really popular, then they may only actually order in what people ask for, which means that there is nothing for the shelf. Um, and that goes for toys as well. Um, you know, particularly statues and things. So it's important to get your pre-orders out there. People definitely is definitely is come hit that hard enough that's a great point um, thank you yeah yeah but you also did uh, a little bit just to jump back a bit you did actually put into words something that i hadn't really thought about but is a reason i love this line which is that it is ambitious so even when things don't work each figure feels like it's going to be something new and a surprise to me unlike other way like other lines that use uh, the same bucks and things where i have a fairly good idea what I'm getting before I open the packet. This one, each figure is going to be different with being uh, new bucks and trying different things. So I'm always excited opening up to see what I'm going to think because there's been a lot of figures here that I didn't think I'd really like, but I actually find myself really enjoying. So uh, it's the most uh, successful line at surprising me each time I open a packet. I, I agree with that because often when you have like a set of figures, at least for me, um, you know, there are, there's often a few or, you know, a couple that you kind of open and you're like, okay, I'm glad I've got this and you set it aside and it's not, there's not, it's not really much of a um, event, you know, in the mm. sense of that you got, you spend a lot of time exploring it, et cetera, where I actually find with each of these, you get it out of the box and then you're really, and I think like you said, particularly because they are unique sculpts, it's not um, the, the, just that kind of really heavy reuse. And so each one is something that you really want to take in and just the, the detail and intricacy of the sculpting, etc. And then the, the level of articulation that's there just gives so many options in terms of posing, um, etc. And, and, you know, I know I ragged on Wonder Woman, um, a bit, but I really like the the female figures um, in this line because they can stand up. They are, um, you know, posable. Um, the 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 again the articulation there really gives you some options for um, being able to do nice things with them. So it is a great line, and I would love love to see it prosper and continue. Mm. Definitely so. I hope they get that Sinestro out there. I really want that Sinestro. Yeah, well, I really want that um, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. Yeah, and Deadshot and Etrigan. I want, I want them all, Scotty. Me too. I want them all, yeah. Come on, guys. Do it for yep. us. 
Okay. <laughs> Even just surely you you had a couple of test shots made for those images. Just just send them to me and Scotty. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay, well, I believe that uh, that's the end of the icons thing and also the end of the show. Um, mm. So thanks very much for joining us. And uh, don't forget that we would love to hear uh, not just what you think with your feedback, but we'd also love to hear your reviews as well. So if you want to send in a listener's pick, um, pick up your favorite toy uh, and um, tell us about it in three to five minutes. Um, and, oh, and record it. That's super important. Otherwise, yeah, we can't that, really put that, it in the show. In, yeah. in fact, out of all the points, that's probably one of the main <laughs> that's uh, right. points. It's, if you're going right. to send us a recording, record. Yeah, definitely yeah. record it. But yeah. yes, please, please do. We do love yep. uh, hearing it. Yep. Podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And uh, otherwise, we'll be back with more. Have a good journey. Good night, nerds. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and can be downloaded direct from actionfigureblues.com. Wherever you listen, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review to help others find our show. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join with all the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, reviews, old lines, and trade and sell in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, The Pop Culture Superstore, Bam Kapow, and Davy Boy's Toys. You can find us on Twitter at AFBlues, on Instagram at ActionFigureBlues, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash ActionFigureBlues. Thanks for listening. You're listening to Action Figure Blues Podcast number 269 for the week of Wednesday the 17th, 2017. I'm Eddie. 17th of what? <laughs> 17th of 2017. <laughs> the year of our Lord. 